This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just to give you a um, trigger warning about today. Today's topic on this show is going to be pretty heavy. We will be talking about uh, suicide in the context of the passing of Stephen Twitch boss. So, I definitely want to give you that trigger warning and listener discretion is advised. Enjoy the episode. Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. Someday at Christmas, there'll be no wars when we have learned what Christmas is for. When we have found what lies really worth, there'll be peace on earth. Someday all our dreams will come to be. Someday in a world where men are free. Maybe not in time for you and me. But someday at Christmas time. Hello and welcome to the Mocha Minutes Podcast. I am Stephanie. (laughs) Click is my pen. Thank you so much for joining me. Clickety, I love clicky pens. Click, 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 click. I don't know why. I, I take little joy as much as I can. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, Someday Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, it is by the Stevie Wonder. Um, he has a duet with Andrew Day, and I believe Lizzo now also has a cover. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. And it's weird to say, like, with Christmas songs, like secular Christmas songs, it's like, um, of course, this Christmas, Donnie's version, y'all know, um, <clears throat> is really good. The Christmas song, Fnack and Cold, like, of course. But for some reason, like, Someday at Christmas has always been one of my faves just because of the, I just want good things. I just want peace and being realistic, saying, and like, may not be in my lifetime, but maybe in another lifetime or two, it will just be very peaceful. So it's just very optimistic in a very, very dark world um so this week i am joined by my girl who has all the um reels that make me laugh she has every wig on amazon (laughs) and she makes the reels she does the lip syncs she does the videos okay we have that not 
that African butterfly, not them African butterflies, not those, but that. She is the one. Okay. Um, so we have Niamade, aka that African butterfly, here with me this week. Niamade, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I am okay. It, you know, Christmas is this is weird to say this weekend. It's like December just yeah. like I was like, wait a minute. Because I was out like last weekend and there was so much traffic. I'm like, oh my god, this traffic is crazy. I'm like, why is he like, like this the last weekend before Christmas? Wait a minute, it is. Yeah, <laughs> like December flew by. It's like, what the heck is happening here? I'm like, how oh, huh? It's like, okay. Um, so Christmas is next weekend. But I asked Nehemiah here not to talk about Christmas. <laughs> um, but to have a conversation about what transpired last week. So for everyone who did not hear, and I'm pretty sure there wasn't anybody who didn't, um, but Steven Twitch boss is no longer with us. One, I thought he was younger. He was only 40. Um, and basically, um, I feel like I'm on TikTok. Um, but basically, he lost his battle. I don't want to use um, the S word. Um, and if we're on TikTok, they would say unaliving. Mm. Um, but essentially that's what we're saying. And it's very interesting, the conversations that I have been hearing. And I know that you have been hearing because essentially it's very much like when these things kind of happen, people are ready to point the fingers everywhere else. Um, pointing the fingers, placing judgment and just being very confused yeah um what is so because i know what i've heard but what are some of the conversations that you've heard that you're like wait what (laughs) well i mean i think the thing that always gets me um a little bit riled up is the that was so selfish of them um Mm. as someone who you know lives with mental health and mental illness things myself and understands it from the person going through it, I can promise you it's anything but selfish. And it's unfortunate when you hear people make judgments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or when people say like, oh, this is ra- sorry. Heck? Sorry, throw me off. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say hearing people make comments and statements like that is is rough or saying, you know, that that person was weak for not being able to put up with it. Um, and to, those things are usually said by people who quite honestly have no clue what they're really talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even if it is a situation where they have some experience around the area, um, usually they're just thinking about it as the person who is impacted yeah. by the loss of a friend or family member, which is understandable. You know, like I, I get that viewpoint, but mm-hmm. I, it's frustrating that they feel the need to speak on it instead of just putting out compassion at a time where compassion is really needed. Yeah. And um, all otherwise, they start to like speculate, right? Like they can't see this person who was, like you said, just 40 years old, um, smiling, happy. He was dancing on TikTok three days before. Mm-hmm. So their mind can't grasp how someone like that would do something um, because they don't really understand that it doesn't look a certain way. And often the people who are smiling and happiest are, are covering up 
you know, that sadness. Um, and so because they can't really grasp that, there's the conspiracy theories online, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, I, maybe he was losing all of his money or maybe some big secret was about to be revealed. And it's just like, or maybe he was just someone who was dealing with something, you know? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, because that's similar to what I've um, been hearing. Because I think I was heading into work when I heard it. And the first the first person that came to my mind was Robin Williams. Because I think for a lot of people, they're like, what do you mean? Why do you, like, what do you mean? Why would he do that? Or right. you think about, because you're thinking like, Robin Williams was so funny and he made everybody happy. I'm like, that doesn't mean that he was happy. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the um, former Miss USA who um, who lost her battle as well. Everybody's like, she was so bright and light and I can't believe this. And I was like, yeah, because that's not what depression looks like. It's like, it just doesn't. This is why when Monique right. was saying, like, if you see somebody in the store and they're looking bad, tap them and see what they're... Um, see if everything is okay i'm like as someone who also battles with depression believe me my outside does not match my inside when it's bad <laughs> when yep. it's bad it's like nope you would never know that so that's i'm like that's a little bit dangerous and also what are you actually going to do right that's the other thing you know everybody's like oh reach out to them like but for what what are you going to say to them and what because i can tell you also when i'm going through it like yes it's nice hearing you know we love you we care Mm-hmm. Um, but I know those things, but I don't mind. Ooh. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, I don't mind that as much as like the ones who reach out and try to give advice. Cause it's like, what, what are you telling me that like my therapist hasn't already told me or that I haven't read? I think it's mm-hmm. important when you are reaching out to say things, to say things like love you, mm-hmm. you know, you have your place, you have value. Things like that are better than trying to tell people to like think positively and this too shall pass like usually someone going through it does not need to or want to hear that from you uh yeah because that's and the thing but i think i didn't realize how sometimes us saying cliche things really are pretty like disingenuous and shitty mm-hmm. i didn't realize that until my dad passed because I would like think about the stuff that i would say to people when they lost someone and i i'm kind of just thankful and blessed that no one said those things to me not that I said Mm -hmm. anything careless but you know I'm so sorry for your loss and you know this you know it's just gonna pass and this like I'm so glad that nobody said and this too shall pass or I understand what you're feeling no you don't you don't know at all yep so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like somebody I know had recently lost her dad and I said um, I know what road you're going down. We're not walking the same, but I know the road that you're going down when you lose a parent. Like losing mm-hmm. a parent is a road that like a lot of us, or if not all of us are going to go through, but the walk is just going to be so different for everybody. And that's okay to say. Now say, I know exactly how you feel. You actually kind of don't. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I really have learned to be careful with, uh, I understand because I mean, I naturally am a very like empathetic person mm-hmm. I feel and I feel like I try to think of things from the place of others but um this year especially was really really difficult for me in mm-hmm. um several different ways and it really made me realize the things that like oh I really don't understand you know like I like I've always had anxiety and mm-hmm. I've dealt with it but I didn't really 
have like super bad panic attacks about leaving the house until recent until this year. And mm. I'm like, oh, I, I really didn't understand like how debilitating it is because mine was never at that level. And right. I thought because, you know, I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to go or I'm a little bit nervous. I'm like, well, I deal with anxiety and, oh, it's tough, but I push through. But, you know, I understand it can be rough, but like, no, until you get it to the level where it's like, no, I can't. Like, I want to leave the house, but I cannot. My heart is pumping. I am crying. Like, I physically can't go. Like, until you feel it, you don't really know, you know? Yeah. Or, um, you know, like, I think I'm empathetic to people with mobility issues because, you know, you yeah. see it, whether it's um, a cane, a walker, a wheelchair, you're like, you know, I understand, like, that must be so rough, you know, like, you're empathetic to it, but it wasn't until this year when I snapped both of my Achilles heels and now I'm like with a cane that I'm like, Oh, I did not understand at all how terrible it is having mm. mobility issues because like, just yeah. like you realize very quickly all the ways with which the world is not equipped to help people in yeah. those situations. Like how people don't even think about how really far it is from the door to the car when you can barely walk in it hurts so much. Correct. Um, or having like accessible stuff and you know you can't think of everything for everyone at all times and we're never going to be able to experience everything nor should we um but i really learned to hold back on saying i understand when it is a situation that i haven't gone through because the truth is i probably do not understand you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i'm glad you brought up the thing about mobility because it's something that we just don't think about as a collective because i mean if you Uh look at the pandemic before that they were like there's no possible way people can work from home nothing will get done and so those who actually needed the like one be able to work but would have Uh to do it from home they were like they were told it's not possible and now three years later it is most certainly possible and a lot of places are actually switching to 100 percent remote so it's yep. not like, oh my God, it's making like people who have like young kids and they got to go to school, like, oh, we'll make it a little bit easier. But it also is literally a smack in the face of everybody who's like, I've literally been asking for this for years and y'all told right. us it was not possible. It mm-hmm. is as long as it's not, it's like, it, it becomes possible when it's like, that's the only thing you can do if you want things to keep working. And you want to make it possible. Correct. So it's Yeah. Like, and oof. I think that a lot of times. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, I was just going to say, I think a lot of times, like, human nature makes us want to, like, resolve things. Like, when people bring an issue or concern, like, we want to have an answer. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for people to not have an answer. So they want to fill it with those cliche things or, you know, just some type of advice. And, like, sometimes it's okay to say, like, this sucks. Like, that's my thing. Like, you know, it's okay to just be like, that's really rough. Or, you know, even someone who is dealing with the loss like my thing is saying like i i can't i have no idea i cannot imagine what you're going through it's actually one of my top fears is Mm. taking that road myself um so you know all i can do is say you know you are in my you're in my prayers and that's but like sometimes that has like i personally would rather have that than someone try to say they understand when they don't understand you know yeah yeah because i I think um I think that's the thing. It's like people like, cause we're all like, it's well-meaning. It's like, we're talking about intent versus impact. And essentially mm-hmm. it's like, everybody has good intentions, but the impact is um, it feels kind of shitty when it's like, you actually don't know what it's like. Cause I'm right. like, I don't know what it's like. It's like, I don't, I don't know what it's like to grieve a child. I'm like, I'm never going to say, Oh my God, this is too class. I'm just like, 
my thoughts and prayers are with you during this time. Please be kind to yourself. That I think that's the only thing I really can say is like, just be kind yeah. to yourself. Cause I think a lot of it like is definitely social pressure to just get over it. It's like, girl, like work got to still happen. It's like, be kind to yourself. Cause you're going to have days where it's just rough mm-hmm. and it's, and it's okay to have rough. Cause one is like, you're, you're healing, not healed. You are healing. And it's like, you're going to be healing for basically your whole life when you're right. someone that's so close to you. Um, so it looks like, so the person that we're talking about, if you didn't know t- for anybody who doesn't know, Steven Bost, AKA Twitch. So I never watched. So you think you can dance. So I didn't know he was on there. I was like, Oh, he's a good dancer. They're like, well, you know, he was on the, so you think you can dance. I'm like, Oh, okay. I just knew him as um, the DJ that was on Ellen's show. And I'm like, Oh, he seems fun. He owned oh, like, she always has nice music. Ellen did her three little dances up and down the <laughs> stairs. But Twitch was just always fun. He and his wife, Allison, they had three small children. Um, so it's just kind of like, that's what I knew about him. So, er- and everybody was just like, I love being around him. So another thing that I noticed was people saying, I just talked to him. I just saw him and it's like, you want to say when it comes to mental health issues, oh, I'm sorry, let me rewind this back. That wasn't the first thing I saw. The first thing I saw was like, it had to be something was big about to come out about him. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why he was just like, you know what? Let me just end it all and go yeah. to a hotel. It was like, girl, what? or maybe it's just not as, it's kind of like, because we have, um, mental like we have mental health issues it's like we know it's like girl it could really not be that it really just not be that because this is just a fight you're going to be fighting because you think about like the economic crash in the 1920s where people were like just hopping out of windows because they were going broke i'm like this is not the same thing (laughs) or they're like some kind of like big scandal and i'm like what did he's like really like a Gila monster what do y'all think is going to happen or he just lost his battle it really Mm -hmm. could just be that and as much as tmz is tmz the fact that they put out their own report saying let's like yeah there's a rumor going around and like it's because of this and that is not true i'm like now how many times does tmz actually do that Right. They're really accurate. Well, I mean, I think part of the thing is, A, as we know, just the area of mental health and mental illness is an area that people don't really understand. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people still don't recognize it as being a problem, recognize it as something that's needed to be addressed. Um, And so because they don't put a lot of strength into it, they also don't understand it. And then you take that and the fact that like, most people at some point in their life will deal with something major, right? Like they just will, they'll have something upsetting. You know, you mentioned the recent passing of your father. Um, They'll go through something that'll make life really difficult for them. Um, For some of them, it'll be really bad and they'll put them in a depressive state. Um, But time will, time will heal that, you know, um, for the most part. So it's kind of hard for someone who, especially someone who has gone through a depressive state at some point in their life because of something it's mm-hmm. usually hard for those people to understand those of us with like clinical depression and yeah. major depressive episode like they don't quite understand what it's like that we are like when we try to say like oh no we're always 
down, even on our happiest days. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel that happy. Like when I say I'm happy and I'm thrilled, I'm still just like not, you know? Yeah. Um, and so when you live your life in a constant state of just not feeling great, when you then add on something terrible happening in life or an extra like depressive episode for whatever reason, maybe just you're going through it, maybe something else triggers it, like you're being pulled down even further and it makes it even harder. But it's hard for people to understand that we're not all starting from the same baseline of dealing with the problem. Some people right. are already starting barely catching their breath as it is. Right. Because I think there's also, I think a lot of people, because you're right, absolutely, that there isn't a collective understanding of the, about depression and that there are levels to this. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. feeling like layers of onions. There are levels to this. And like everybody's depression does not look the same way. Everybody's level is not the same. So it's so easy to just go, oh, sad. I'm like, yeah, that's not what depression is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's That's truly not. It's like, um, there are people who literally like think about maybe I should just not be here because I don't want because I'm a burden to someone and I think mm-hmm. that's another thing that's like I'm thinking about my grief journey is kind of like you're just masking I don't want to say being stealth because stealth is a whole different thing Um, but when you are someone who deals with mental illness a lot of the times it's like you're hiding from other people because you're like, if people really knew how bad it got, I'd become a burden for someone. <laughs> and it's like, you don't want to do that. You're like, I don't want to be a burden right. to anybody. I'm like, no, I'm going to try to fight this on your on my own. And then you're like, yeah, you can't fight this on your own. But you also, sometimes it's like when you are sinking, you don't want to drag nobody down with you. And I think that's the issue. So to see, to hear how this happened, where, and also, please stop, y'all. Hello. Hi. Please stop doing this whole check on your strong, strong friend thing. Please stop doing that. Because you're under the impression that there was not a support system there. Or that you can check mm-hmm. on somebody to make sure they don't check out. And that is literally not what happens. There are people who literally lose their battle in a house full of people. Someone talks to them every single mm-hmm. day. Somebody calls you every single day. Somebody, you see your neighbor, every, somebody talks to you, always had breakfast with you every morning. Still would happen. Saying that, uh, basically kind of putting the blame on the people as closest to him in his life is literally the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But of course, this is what happens when people are looking for a reason. I'm like, oh, well, it had to be because of this. I'm like, or it couldn't have. Well, and it's like you because, said with the burden. Yeah. It's kind of like what you said with the with the putting the burden on others. Because, like, even when you, you know, quote unquote, check on your strong friends, it's like, for what? Like, what are you going to say? Um, you know, when I was going through it earlier this year, I briefly recently talked to my mom about it, like what mm-hmm. I was going through. She's like, you know, you can always talk to us. And I'm like, I know, but it's just like, what are you going to say, though? You know, what right. for me it's like I I feel now on top of being upset about whatever I'm upset about or feeling how I feel, I would then know that I put some of that on your shoulders, mm-hmm. that you there's nothing really that you can do to make this better for me, but I'm laying it on your shoulders and adding to your burden, which then adds to my burden that I've added to your burden. It's, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't 
Um, so that's oftentimes why people don't want to talk about it because it's like, well, what are you going to do besides tell me like how loved I am, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people know that, you know, they, they know that they're loved, they know that they're needed. It's not, and yes, there are some people who may not, and of course you should, mm-hmm. but trust me, there are a lot of people who, who absolutely know that and it doesn't change how they feel. Um, yeah. We wish we wish it could, you know, in addition to depression, there are people who just naturally have suicidal ideations. Yeah. Um, I recently did a live about it because there's mm-hmm. people think about it like people wanting to hurt themselves, which is part of it. But there's also there's passive suicidal ideations and there's active suicidal ideations. And people mm-hmm. don't realize there's a lot of us who live with the passive version all the time or it's just kind of like I rather not be here for being honest you know like I'm here because I'm here and you know I try to stay in my faith and say that God wants me here for a reason I'm gonna Mm -hmm. keep pushing through but oh I'd rather not you know and then there's the people who then from that point sometimes have it go to active or people who never really understand or have it passive they only have it active because they have those sad nobody cares about me nobody loves me and those Mm -hmm. types of people definitely can can benefit from those conversations the you're mm-hmm. loved you're needed you're valued and not that people who have passive can't benefit from it they can it's just that it doesn't it doesn't hit the same way you know what I mean like I know I'm loved I know mm-hmm. all of those wonderful things and I sincerely wish all of those wonderful things would stop my I don't want to be here thoughts but it doesn't yeah. you know so you have to sort of find your own reasons for for pushing through the dark days yeah yeah, it, you do. Because I think it's it's so easy to say, let's just put a label on it or like, let's find a reason. Like, yeah, sometimes there is no reason. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's not a reason that you can pinpoint. Right. Um. So as much as I'm like, I usually don't applaud TMZ. I actually do applaud them by saying, yeah, we're just going to put this out there. This has nothing to do with money. Because I think that's the other part of this. They look at someone like Twitch or Robin Williams or Kate Spade, or Anthony Bourdain, or Phyllis Hyman, and think, these are people with money. M- mm-hmm. me, me, and my, me, a poor, would actually be like, I would be happier with money. That's not how any of this works. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you see people like, I think it was like a general shock of, but he's famous. People mm-hmm. know him. He has money. He has love. He has a wife. He has children. I'm like, what is there to be sad about? I'm like, do you honestly want to know? So, <laughs> so it's well, and that's like, just it, is that sometimes there's nothing to be said about. And yeah. that's what's frustrating as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know how frustrating and horrible it is to literally sit there and be like, my life is great, but I don't want to be here. Or my life is wonderful, but I can't stop crying. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then how do you talk to somebody about that? Yeah. How do you, with a straight face, say, oh, no, my life is wonderful, but I am so sad. Because yeah. you feel selfish also. Like, that's a time where the word selfish comes into play. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there are people with, like, struggling through life stuff who yeah. aren't having the tears you have or the feelings you have. And you're sitting here going, oh, things are wonderful, but this is how I feel and of course you can't help that that is how you feel and that's why it's important to get a therapist or see a psychiatrist if you can because sometimes yeah. it is has it has more to do with the chemical imbalances in your brain because mm-hmm. people forget sometimes that when we talk about mental stuff because we use words like feelings people mm-hmm. forget that we're it's still attached to an organ which is your brain and mm-hmm. just like any other organ can malfunction so can your brain and just like how some organs need additional help to work properly. 
so does your brain. Um, but yeah, it's it makes it almost extra hard when things are going great. And it's funny because everyone will always say like, oh, money doesn't buy you happiness. But the minute something like this happens, they go, oh, that person must have lost all their money. It's yeah. like, well, no. I mean, that could be it, but that also could not be it because it could be something completely different or nothing if that person has been dealing with with clinical depression could be absolutely nothing at all correct because i think that's the issue is that when you see something like this because it is tragic because it's just a tragedy it's like a loss of life is tragic you're looking for a tangible Mm -hmm. reason when the reason is intangible it's like there is it's not it's going to be so clear and cut and dry because to this day and I guess if I really wanted to dig, I could. I refuse to. We don't know why Robin Williams isn't here anymore. And I'm glad his family is kind of like, yeah, we're not telling y'all asses. And y'all don't need to. And it's kind of like, leave Twitch's family alone. I thought it was depression, was it not? It was, but I'm saying like like something other than like, you know, a tangible, oh, he lost his money. There's a scandal. This, I'm like, I didn't dig that far. Mm. I knew he was having mental health yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I'm not yeah. going too far into that. It's not like a, you know, a big, this mm-hmm. big thing happened. So yes. So let me just, yeah. So it was because of depression. Well, and it's still one of those things where it's like. And then I think <coughs> it's also. Right. Sorry, go ahead. Whew. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, oh, I'm coughing. Uh, no, I, was say, I think it's also too when we, <laughs> I think it's also hard um, too when we bring uh, race into play, even though people like to be like, race doesn't matter it does matter for something so like especially when you take the the black community that it's it's so much harder you know um we are 20 percent or 20 times more likely to experience mental health issues but Mm -hmm. only 25 percent of us will get help on like 40 percent of white americans Mm -hmm. and then you put religion into that you know 85 percent of african americans would identify themselves as being fairly religious and that's a huge barrier to people getting mental health um care because they feel like oh i should be able to pray and my faith should take me through this and there's nothing wrong with that there's definitely something to be said for your faith giving you guidance giving you extra help but you know just praying isn't going to give you the tools to overcome some of those dark moments. And just praying isn't going to help the serotonin fire off in your brain that your brain chemicals are missing if you're not on medicine, you know? So people really have to take a moment to realize that it, it's, a, it's a step further than just that. And those things sort of place a barrier on our community as far as getting help. And you add on to that, trying to find someone who looks like you only 6.2 percent of psychiatrists are black that's a tiny tiny number and then what about health insurance 10.4 percent of people black people have no health insurance and therapists are not cheap they are expensive thankfully thanks to the pandemic we have a lot of them you know trying to have other alternatives for people Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of barriers as well for people seeking help and i think people need to need to remember that as well yeah because i and you know out of the pandemic there's just been some terrible things but there are some good things too there have been more options for people because there are because you know for our community it's like you can be black or you can be crazy you can't be black and crazy even though it's like that's very ridiculous mm-hmm. and i think about it but it's kind of like that's why people don't go so now you have the option of maybe doing this 
online via Zoom or Skype. Well, not Skype because no, HIPAA. Um, but having these different options to do it virtually, that means you don't have to leave your home and nobody has to find out if, if that even makes sense. Because you're like, I hope you know I'm going to a therapist. And it was like, um, why not? It's like, you know, like something bad, something terrible has to happen for you to go or just like, hey, I just want to fix me or I have to change. So it's kind of like there's more options. There's actually like therapy groups because sometimes you're like, what if I just want to meet someone um, and talk about people who can mm-hmm. like not walk the same walk, but maybe can relate just a little bit. So I, I think that's the right. issue, especially because we're thinking about because um, we're not we're not saying the quiet part quietly. We're saying it out loud, which was a black man. And there are a lot of black men who are very, very unhealed, but are sitting in the, mm-hmm. I can be black or I can be crazy. I am the head of my household. I have to run right. a house. I have to go out here, be a black person mm-hmm. in America or whatever country I'm in. I don't have time for this. And there's so many people who are unhealed for years and remain unhealed. And then nothing gets fixed because it's like, oh man, just go to the barbershop. Oh man, go play some basketball. Oh man, go get a job. Oh man, go do this. Go play a video game, do something. Not that these outlets, and let me just say this. Mm -hmm. If you are someone who's a gamer, I'm not telling you to put your your game down for real. I love my Twitch, my my Twitch, (laughs) my Switch. I cannot beat the last level on the new Mario game. It's bugging me. But anyway, um, if you have outlets, baby, use them. But please know there are so many people out there um, that could be helpful. So you think about um, pockets of places, um, I think it's um, Black, oh gosh, why am I blanking on her podcast? But it basically was talking about um, Black therapists because it's so it seems so niche yeah. and it's not niche. I have a therapist. She's a black woman. She's a black Christian woman. I have a Christian therapist. So it's like when they say, just pray it away. I'm like, you do realize if God created every person on this earth, he created therapists too. It's like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. people. You can actually find that. And the thing about this, it was a hunt to find a black woman. It was like, the thing about this, I'm glad I oh. have the insurance that I have, but it's like, to your point, what about people who don't? What if they are like on, if this is still okay, um, on public assistance, they have Medicare, Medicaid, or if they're on Obamacare, or it's like they don't mm-hmm. have a position, they don't, they don't work a job where they include mental health um, benefits in their benefits package. It's not there. And yeah, hi guys. I also do, which which is extra unfortunate. Correct, because there's a lot of places that which just don't. They're like because they often need it the most. Because mm-hmm. they're like they're like oh, okay, well you're lucky we got dental. I'm like, do I have mental health? <laughs> is that a part of it where you can get counseling or if you have to be um institutionalized there's like a copay instead of like paying the thousands of dollars it would cost if you were um you would have to be um institutionalized i'm like is that in there it's like it has to be in there um and it's good to see that there are some well employees. we see that it trickles in so many no good good i'm so sorry it's um for those listening, because we're not seeing each other. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, I was going to say, like, it's so hard, too, because it trickles into, like, other ways mm-hmm. that it impacts people because um, those same people who have the hardest time getting help need mm-hmm. it the most, you know? Okay. Um, people who are below poverty level are three times more likely to have a severe mental mental health or mental illness crisis. Um, children 
who live in near violence and have more exposure mm-hmm. are in need of it more. And those are the exact same people who have the hardest time getting it. <clears throat> so they're in these environments where they need the most help and right. they aren't getting help. Right. And you add on to that the stigma that continues to remain within the Black community about people being crazy. And it's just like, it's not that it's a crazy thing. It's that you're actually dealing with, with life stuff. And there's something about like praising the struggle in the Black community that we mm-hmm. as a whole need to get past. Like yeah. it makes it better for you if you have to get everything by fighting tooth and nail and that's what makes us strong people. Like, I don't want to be strong. I want to be healthy and happy. I would love and a like, soft life. You know, we just we hear one. them say things like, oh, that's a, a white people problem. Like, it's not. You yeah. know, we don't always have to, we don't always have to take the path of most resistance. And life gives us enough resistance as it is yeah. that we shouldn't be encouraging it for each other. Like, we should be working with each other to see how we can give each other those healthy tools and give each other those things and you know like if you even if you want to break it down by race if you have one race who's severe who's experiencing a lot less trauma but their trauma is identified enough to the point where 40 percent of them are getting the help that they need what do you think is needed in the race that's experiencing even more trauma Mm -hmm. and only 25 percent are going to get the help they need you know like if anything we need it even more and sometimes people don't want to talk to therapists like oh like I saw something the other day. It was like, well, why would I see a therapist if they need therapists? It's like, what profession doesn't still need that profession? A you know, you don't go like, why would I go to a like, mechanic? A mechanic, <laughs> exactly. Like your doctor still needs a doctor. Your mechanic still needs, needs a mechanic. mechanic. So it's not about that. It's about talking to somebody who has the tools to help you. And right. that is really what I try to remind people of when they talk about it because mm-hmm. they're just like I don't want someone to sit and tell me about myself and my feelings first of all if you're going to a good therapist they're not telling you a lot they're asking you they're a lot asking of you a lot of questions they're making you think very mm-hmm. hard yes yes they're asking you and they are really just helping you walk through stuff the mm-hmm. things that they're going to tell you though are going to be like tools like a huge thing for me is like you know when I have negative thoughts and Early on in my therapy, my doctor really taught me how to, like, stop those thoughts, identify Mm -hmm. what part of it was true and what part of it wasn't true, Mm -hmm. and go from there. And I'm not talking about, like, outrageous, like, I see things thought. I'm talking, like, you're a bum. Like, little things your voice will say to you. You're Mm -hmm. such a slacker. Those things add up and they affect you on a daily basis and how you see yourself. And, you know, sometimes you need someone to give you those tools to help you push through it. And there's a lot of information out in the world right now, which is good and bad, where you can mm-hmm. get some of that yourself by like watching the videos, reading the books. But most people aren't doing that either. So it's like pick something. But to think that you can just go through life without any little bit of like self-awareness, mm-hmm. without any little bits of like looking into and reading into ways to help you think differently Mm -hmm. Um, you're really doing yourself a disservice and you're really hindering your growth. And it's always interesting to me, the people who are very like adamantly against any form of self-help or they want to mock even the thought of self-help. And it's like, do you really think you got all the tools you needed to live through life in your few years of high school? So you never need to learn anything ever again for the rest of your life. Be real, my friend, be real. Like you need to like, you need to read something or you need to go to a doctor. You need to watch something like 
there things are evolving and the only way you're going to evolve with it is to take in things and so even if at first you don't want to go to a therapist Mm -hmm. then look up people online who maybe are talking about certain things and are giving different ways to things there's there's ways to help you know but it's not it's not a weakness to say you need that help and you're certainly not alone like you mentioned especially you know with black men like there's that oh I have to be tough I have to do whatever but you know what's happening when the lights are off at night and you're in your room by yourself like you're human right like are you crying and ashamed of it but you're human and you shouldn't be ashamed of it what you should be doing is figuring out how to get help so you're not feeling all of that burden on your own yeah absolutely yeah because I think that's what it is it's like there's so many different ways to get to it but it's just a stigma it's kind of like for us for black people it's kind of like we're the ones that came out of the mud you know we like we are the ones who like did so much and pulled ourselves up like so if like I'm saying like a lot like 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 a lot if (laughs) you pull yourself up you get to a space or get to a point there's got to be some struggle attached to it to make it quote unquote real and that's not how Mm. any of this works it's like everybody can't struggle and it's like if you had a couple of generations behind you struggle and then you get to a place where you may have generational wealth or you may just have um more options than the generations before you um there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with having a soft life it's like black women we don't have to struggle to find happiness and love and a partner black man you don't have to struggle either it's like you don't have to I'm like that's a nice idea to think about yourself as george and wheezy or james in florida and it's like yeah it's like it's, it's like yeah it's a good idea both of those shows came up where the idea of a white man but that's neither here nor there <laughs> um that doesn't make it any less beautiful if you literally just come from a good home you're somewhat affluent and you find love with another black person it's like that does not dictate that your love is not real or you don't know about real life i'm like sometimes real life is not having to cut like the cuts of um government cheese and make really good real cheese sandwiches by the way they are really good it burns really nice it, it grows up really nice but that's neither, again neither here nor there okay right or there um so, because you were talking about resources. So the place that I was, the podcast I was thinking about was Therapy for Black Girls. Mm. That is what yeah. I was thinking about because she also created a directory. Also, there is a directory called um, therapyforblackmen.org. So yep. there is actually a place there and they said they have been able to provide, um, and this is as of November 15th, 2022, Therapy for Black Men has been able to provide $70,000 in counting to sponsor free therapy for our men nationally, thanks to the kindness of our donors. Because that's the other mm-hmm. thing. They're offering this for free. I think there's a thing. I'm like, oh, I can't afford that. I'm like, you would be amazed how many different, and there are churches that do this, religious organizations that have set up hotlines for you to call. Take it mm-hmm. from someone. I actually did call one of those hotlines. Was it helpful? Maybe a little bit. But the thing about it is, is that it was, I can't say that it was a waste of my time because it wasn't. But sometimes it's like, you might just need a little push because when I talked about, you know, therapists and therapists that I've had, this was not my first therapist that I've had my entire life. Um, Sometimes you got to find the right fit and sometimes it's not your first therapist. And and I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed this, sometimes people get discouraged if the first time they seek out therapy and it doesn't, and the, you and the therapist don't mix. It's like, oh, therapist, mm-hmm. therapy is not for me. I'm like, 
or that's just not the right therapist for you. Yeah. And I say that all the time. Like you need to really like, it's, it's like you're, you want to be someone who matches with you. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like you're dating. Like it may not be. And sometimes you might even need like a second time with that therapist. My current Mm -hmm. therapist, after our first appointment, I was like, "Mm, I don't know about her. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to work. Now she's fabulous. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, it took me a minute to get like, comfortable with her but I've also had ones where I'm like no this isn't going to work and I'm switching and they're not sensitive like they understand it Mm -hmm. so if you say like I don't think this is going to work they're not going to be upset they're going to want you to find someone who works well with you yeah um and then I also wanted to mention so um for those who may not know there's an organization called NAMI the National Alliance on Mental Illness Mm -hmm. I actually have um a fellowship with them uh for Delaware I'm the diversity and equity of uh, the diversity and equity fellowship but if you look on their main page um they actually have a article about um african americans and blacks and how and our mental health but in that if you scroll down they have a ton of black mental health resources mm. um so they have different groups like you know you mentioned the men healed they have black men healed black mental alliance black wellness um just a ton of different groups and that you can go to. But then there's also, there's some self-care options because as we both mentioned, mm-hmm. sometimes resources are difficult. So there's treatment directories, like the, the Association of Black Psychiatrists mm-hmm. directory is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's places you can click to learn more about dealing with different, you know, life disorders and things like that. And then they also have some educational resources on um, racism and inequality because that impacts us as much as so many people want to say like oh racism isn't real it is real it is real and it impacts us it's an extra you know layer of burden on our shoulders as Mm -hmm. we walk through life even whether it's seen or not seen you know so um it has some really great resources in there um even under the books they recommend i've read a couple so um that's nami the national alliance on mental illness Okay, thank you. And definitely I'm going to get the um, info from you because I'm going to put this in the show notes as well so that people have it. Because I think, oh, yeah, I'll send you the link. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing. Like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, y'all can Google and fi- you know what? I'm going to say hashtag y'all. Um, but people can Google what you want, but it's kind of like there are, there's so many resources because the, the therapy for black men, not, or I didn't know they were giving away therapy. I'm saying giving away, but providing services for free. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to cost too much. I'm like, they're out there. But the fact that there are um, tailoring it to black men, that really does say something. And hello, I'm going to tap the mic again. Um, we are two black women. We're talking about this. And there's this thing where um the narrative is pushed that black women only talk about ourselves i'm like let's be very clear when the plane is going down you have to put the mask on yourself first while we have the mask on ourselves now we can reach over and help you and i don't know too many black women who talk about the beauty of therapy who don't give our resources for black men it's just a little bit more acceptable for us because we're women it's like uh, no believe me we're like yeah. girl we're trying to get you to go to therapy with us too <laughs> not just get your barber who is a very very wise man probably his name is calvin um usually they are and they're very smart but they got their own shit going on mm-hmm. and they probably like again don't just think just don't get it well, like, and that's hey. how you have a lot of like and i know people hate to hear the word toxic mm-hmm. 
the word toxic yeah i was gonna say it's probably how you also have a lot of like toxic like like those thoughts recirculating all, all mm -hmm. the time because people are talking to people who think the same way mm -hmm. and it's it's putting that stuff out there because you know like you said the barber wasn't getting therapy help they just start hearing something from whoever they heard it and now they're passing it on to whomever and like at some point someone's gonna have to break the cycle in there with some, some new thinking um, because just because something was always done a certain way doesn't mean it's the best way to do it you know sometimes there's something different and yeah. we definitely want our men to heal because they impact our lives too yeah. you know like if you I can go through all the therapy I want but if everyone else around me isn't getting any and they're still bringing all their stuff to the table like that's a lot you have to take in my along with your own harder stuff too, too. So. yeah yeah yeah, because I think that's what it is when people are like, why therapists have their own therapists? I'm like, yeah, because they're asking a lot of questions. They're taking in a lot of information. They're taking in a lot. They are taking in some trauma because they got to listen to it. So it's like, believe me, they need an outlet as well. It's like, if you're taking everything on, it's like, when are you going to like release some of it? So you may have to talk to your own therapist. I'm like, that's why therapists have therapists. It's like, that's like, why does a dentist have a dentist? What? Because he can't. Like, I mean, he could clean his own teeth if you talk to his hygienist, but it's like, yeah, I might need okay. these things. It's like, but it's like, we want you to heal because also the, um, stop thinking if you get a girl, that means you ain't got to get no healing. And I'm like, I just need a woman. I'm like, no, you don't. You need a therapist. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like people got their own stuff going on, but also why wouldn't you want to be better for your mate, for yourself and for your mate and for yeah. your because there's a lot of like harm that could be like travel, travel, trauma, um, displacement. You're putting onto somebody else where it's like, oh, baby, please heal. Because for there are a lot of adults who are going through therapy because they had to deal with a lot of shit when they were children. <laughs> because they never got the help or they were told like, mm -hmm. like w black people don't do that. Black men don't do that. Black boys don't do that. Black men don't cry. Please cry. Please do. Please give all of your feelings. I mean, rage is a it's a feeling. Anger is a feeling. But so is um sadness. And yeah, and hurt. that's Those a huge feelings. thing to remember as well. You know, you said I was gonna say that's a huge thing to remember as well. You said it earlier that you know it's not it doesn't look a certain way, and it doesn't, you know. Sometimes you look happy, sometimes you look for me, I can tell when I'm getting into one of my my episodes because everything starts irritating me and I'm not mm. really an angry person when I'm getting annoyed quickly. Get like, annoyed, like... I know that those are usually the first signs of my, my depression that I start getting irritated before the sadness, before the tears, I'm annoyed with everyone, you know? Um, yeah. And so people don't often realize that like something that's that person that's raging out all the time, the men with their anger, sometimes that's an outlet for their depression. They just mm -hmm. feel more comfortable expressing anger than sadness. And they think because I'm not crying, I'm not depressed. Okay, but are you raging and are you mad at everyone and everything? And are you always a minute away from snapping? That could be your depression. Yeah. So this is, it's not random, but it's super, it feels random. So there's a show on Olden called Family or Fiance. So it was off for a few weeks because they were showing mm -hmm. hair tales. Uh, and that Oprah produced a um, documentary, docu-series. So of course that's why they um, did it. But they had a couple on there where they were trying to save their marriages. Like they were already married trying to save it. And so the man was on, like the husband, he had 
physical manifestation of pain. Like he was like achy. He was like nauseous. He looked green. And then you come to find out that he lost his mother. And then a few weeks after that, he lost each, like they lost a child. So he's grieving his mom. He's grieving his child. And then his child that doesn't live in the state, he wasn't seeing her all that often. We're also in a pandemic. So it's kind of like, it's all that stuff. And it's like the first day he looked lethargic and just sick. And the next day he was just, and the therapist is trying to help because, you know, it's kind of like that whole toxic masculinity, believe me, everybody who subscribes to it does not identify as male. Everybody, uh, toxic masculinity, there are women who like, it's parts of toxic masculinity we all kind of subscribe to because she was doing like, you know, sit up and pay attention. And oh, it was just absolutely. like, I'm like, wait a minute, this man looks really sick. I'm like, I was like wait what's physically wrong with him and then it's like he was crying he's like I'm so sorry and then she's like there's nothing wrong with you crying but that's the thing that is beat into all of us a man crying is like wait why and I'm like wait why not it's like sometimes like I cry when I'm angry I cry when I'm sad I cry when I'm happy so it's kind of like tears are not they're not weakness but it's like we're so, it's so ingrained in us that it is but to see this man just like he has a, that's a lot. Even me saying, I'm like, that is a lot that he has to deal with. Uh-huh. Like, that's a lot. It's like, there's no way you can't, you're not, you're not going to be okay for a little while. And you have to be okay with that. It's like, you, you just have to understand, like, you can see why he's not okay. But it's like, that's the thing. That's like the, yeah. the, the thing that we put. And I'm saying the hashtag we, not me and me and Monty, but the hashtag we, we put on men, most notably black men is that you can't do this. I'm like, we're not the only oppressed group whose men have this thing of you got to be ultra masculine. You can't really show emotions. You got to be a provider. And that's it. Because like, we're not the only black and brown. <laughs> we're not the only community that have this issue. There's a lot of machismo right. that's like spread across oppressed groups because, you know, we can put that under like, oh, it's because of white supremacy. You're like, oh yeah, because we can't look weak, quote unquote, in front of white people when white people kind of yeah. literally beat the strength out of our people during slavery. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, I'm shaking the table. It's like, I am. Um, no, but it but, is. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And we still are constantly fighting against that. And I think a lot of things that we take as like these badges of honor are really things that were terrible things that were done to us that we just continue on like it's okay and it's not okay um i'm not gonna get on my spanking soapbox but it's just like oh my god when you talk about people like you're like oh that's discipline because you know we carry it on like it is and it's it's not i'm sorry as soon as you said discipline i was thinking like we carry it on like it's okay it's not it is not right that whole thing with that basketball player who punched his daughter in the face people like well i'm like time out what you mean well it's like this man literally punched right. his daughter in the face. And it's like, okay, so what did she do? Allegedly, it is he and she answered what to his mother. And I'm like, girl, what the hell is happening? And like, and he has two daughters, and they don't know if it was the 14 year old or the 17 year old. I'm like, yeah, that's still two different ages, but that shouldn't have happened. Cause it's like, what are you actually singing to those women? If I say something that some man don't like, he can put his hands on me. That is what you're sitting there. Because I still remember when Adrian Peterson put bruises on his two two or three-year-old child. People were like, well, discipline. That man is a machine. 
He is Adrian Peterson. That is a football player. He's a child. <laughs> no, that is abuse. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that's now okay to put bruises yeah. on your children. You are not punch, you're not bump your fist as a basketball player and punching, allegedly punching your daughter in the face. It's like, yeah, what? Okay, what okay, what kind of anger problems do you have right now? This is far against you could literally uh -huh. I'm sorry, because it's like, I don't know if you're the same way. My mother would tell me about her grandmother. She's like, my grandmother didn't put my hands, her hands on me. She just shot me with a look. It's like, yeah, see how that worked? <laughs> it's like, you can actually use your words yeah. or just a look. You're like, I right. don't know. Anybody else grandmother had to like to stare off? Right. Oh, Lord, I don't want no problems. I don't want no problems. <laughs> well, and I mean, people really just act like because it's something that's been done for so long that yeah. it's normal and, and it's okay. And first of all, all cultures don't necessarily beat their, their right. children. And it's interesting that we can identify if you, if an adult hits another adult to teach them a lesson, it's abuse. If you hit a senior to teach them a lesson, it's elder abuse. Mm -hmm. If you hit a dog to teach them a lesson, it's, it's uh, animal abuse, but you can do it to a child and say it's discipline. What? Yeah. Like, it was like, and people go, well, they just, they wouldn't learn otherwise. Well, if they don't have the mental capacity because they're so young, if you don't think that you can rationalize with them because they're that young via conversation, then why would hitting with them, like what is hitting them going to do? What is hitting them really going to teach you? You think that at that age, they can rationalize that you're hitting them with love and it's not abuse. No, yeah. it's all abuse to them. So then, you know, when we talk about mental illness and mental health and all of that, like that it also is something that they carry with them and they mm -hmm. grow up. And there's so many people who love to say things like, well, I dealt with it and I'm fine. It's like, well, if it are wasn't you fine? fine for you, then <laughs> why do you wish it on other people? Like, are you, right? Like, are you actually fine? Or are you, you know, still taking out your angers another way? Are you incapable of, like, having a disciplined conversation with a child without hitting them? Like, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not okay. And just because it's been done for so long doesn't make it okay, you know, and not to take everything back to slavery, but, you know, just because <laughs> it was something that was done to us as a way of disciplining us. Mm -hmm. then doesn't mean that we should continue that on with our children. And it does impact your mental health, um, mm -hmm. especially depending on the level with which the child has to deal with it. And then it also then trickles to relationships. Like you said, with that daughter, like what is it teaching her? If you grow up with your parents putting their hands on you and telling you that's love, mm -hmm. then what's going to stop you from getting in a relationship with someone else who puts their hands on you and yeah. tells you that's love, you know? So we really have to think about those things and, it's not anyone's fault mm -hmm. how they grew up, but it is at some point you do have to take responsibility for how you deal with what you were raised with and what you were around and what you choose to continue. You know, Correct. one of the things I love about my mother is that she's been through a lot, but she mm -hmm. made sure that she's a lot of it stopped with her and she changed things with the way she raised us. Yeah. And everybody has that that choice, that ability. Some people can do it on their own. Some people need to get therapists, need to get help. But like, mm -hmm. just because you went through something doesn't mean that you have to continue that on to further, to further generations. You can be someone who helps make those changes. And sometimes it's identifying within yourself. And I think part of it is that people don't like to think of themselves as victims. They really don't. And so they'd rather put a situation on somebody else and say, see, they're not a victim 
because they know that they themselves went through that and they mm-hmm. don't want to be seen as a victim. But yeah. sorry, maybe you were a victim in that situation and you need to address that so you can heal from that, so you can have compassion for others and also so you don't pass down that trauma to other people around you. Yeah. Yeah. It it cuz it's it's so funny. It's not funny. Uh but this is why I like to talk about things in nuance cuz it's not black and white. It's like, it's just not, it's like, it's so, it's a lot more gray. Cause even um, with the passing of Twitch, it's so much gray. It's like, you could do it like, oh, it's black and white. It's not, it's not, it's a lot. And if, the thing about this, it's also a lot that people don't know. Cause if people are looking like, I'm looking at his social media and it's like, yeah, he's only showing you what he wants you to see. There's a lot of people who have like a social media that looks one way and then you see them out in the wild and it's uh-huh. two totally different things. It's like social media is designed yep. for you to paint a picture of your life. It is not candid. Like even reality TV is edited. Social media is edited. You uh-huh. only we're, we're only seeing one little part of it. So you can look at it like, oh, well, he was dancing. I'm like, there are a lot of people who dance when they say it. Like what? Like people are depressed. I'm like, oh, I could be sitting well, in my Well, social media is your highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not that like, there's not a, con- this is not a ring camera where you're looking at my whole life, mm-hmm. you know? And also I know we're talking about this um, because we're just talking about it because it's just like heavy, but please know there are a lot of people who probably have attempted and quote unquote failed fail and successful is just a weird way to put this in um but i believe there are people who um also came out and talked about um their attempts it's like yeah i attempted there are people who have come out and said it there are people who have i think it's a semicolon that they get the tattoo um of when Uh they had a suicide attempt i'm sorry i shouldn't have said the Uh word um Honestly, though, there's nothing wrong with saying the word. And okay. that's part of what helps remove the stigma is that okay. it's not a mm-hmm. big, bad, dirty word. It's like it's 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 the word. And even when we talk about it, um, something to say, there's nothing wrong with saying the word suicide. It's saying like someone committed it is that's what we're trying to okay. get rid of that okay. language, because, you know, like commit sort of is like they're doing a crime, like you commit fraud, you commit whatever. Mm-hmm. So to say it where we're trying to encourage us to say died by suicide okay um but it's still it's it's the word right there's nothing it it is what it is and it's not it's not a dirty word and that also stops people from wanting to talk about it like oh if i if i mention it i'll be putting the thoughts in their heads like Mm. you won't be they probably were already thinking that if you are worried that somebody is having you know suicidal thoughts or something talk to them about it ask them about it you're not putting the mm-hmm. thoughts into their head their thoughts are are already there it's just people don't it makes people feel uncomfortable which i get but um but yeah you you can say it it's just you know we just say like to try to say died by suicide instead of like committed okay that that is helpful thank you so i have a question for you um so when you find out someone had an attempt is it wrong to say i'm glad you're still here was that insensitive no i don't think it is i mean i've only recently been open about my my attempt because it's a it's a hard one because you know the minute you're open about it 
here come the stigmas. Yeah. Um, but no, I I mean I can speak to me personally. It doesn't make me upset or sad. Um, you know, I'm glad you're still here. What is upsetting is like aren't oh, like I that is okay to phrase it like that. Like, I'm glad you're still here. I'm happy you're here. But I hate when people are like, oh, aren't you glad that didn't happen? Or aren't you? No, actually, you don't mm. know if I'm not. You know, yeah, especially mm. as I was just telling you, I live with passive suicide allegations at mm-hmm. all times. So actually, no, I'm not necessarily so glad. I am, but I'm not. You know what I mean? And so when people say things like that, it's insensitive. And because mm-hmm. you don't know if that person is glad that it didn't go through. Maybe that person's upset yeah. that it didn't go through, you know, um, depending on the time with which you're speaking to them. But I think there's nothing wrong with saying, like, I'm glad you're here. Or, I'm happy you're here. Things like that. Okay. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's like I was wondering, but then I also was like, I don't think it would be bad, but let me just ask the question. Because I think mm-hmm. it's like, nowadays it's nothing wrong with weighing your words because Mm -hmm. everyone doesn't have to just know exactly how you mean something it's like you also can have a good word choice it's like it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. be like well you shouldn't think like that i'm like well you know what they meant actually no i don't but the person that you know you are speaking you're like let me weigh this a little bit and just kind of realize if i if you have a word budget budget your words <laughs> good okay. do, do with your word budget yep Cause, just because you, know, you think it doesn't mean you have to say it and we right. very much live in a society where people think if i think it i have to say it no you don't you, you know keep your mouth shut or yeah. like when people I, it drives me nuts and people are like i'm just speaking the truth are you though or are you speaking, speaking your, your truth? opinion your truth is not everyone's truth and there's a lot of people who mistakenly think that because they think a certain way, then everybody must think that same way. Mm. Everybody, they just aren't. Af- they're just afraid to say it. No, and this may come as a shock, but everybody does not think the way you think. And mm-hmm. there are very few things that are like actual facts. Most things are opinions, and that's right. a hard pill for people to swallow. Is mm-hmm. that most things are opinions, and when there's an opinion, there isn't actually a right or wrong. It's just an opinion. So you can have your opinion and be right, and I can have my opinion and be right, and we can be polar opposite. Now, there are some things that are factual, right and wrong. I'm not saying that there's none, mm-hmm. but right. even then you'll find someone who's on the other side of it who thinks the complete opposite. So yeah. um, just that compassion, above all else, have that compassion. Above all else, like keep your mouth shut if you're not adding something positive to mm-hmm. to someone just because people just like to say things to say things and they don't always need to. Yeah. Um. So speaking of saying things, um, Twitch's wife has made a statement. I think a couple of his brothers have made a statement and also his mother. I don't know what I would say. I, like, I don't think I would mentally be prepared. I think okay. it shows tremendous strength and grace for all of the people in his lives to have something to say. But to be very honest, it's like, I don't have the words right now. I'm like, yeah, because I don't, it's been too soon. I don't think you'll oh. ever have the words. And that quite is okay. But I think because he is famous, people are like, oh my God, what 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 about his mama? I'm like, you do realize he probably had cousins, um, uh-huh. in-laws who probably are finding out on social media and not exactly, is this not something you put in a family group chat? All right. All right. So it's kind of like, it's very, 
it's like the way that we have microwave culture because literally i was on my way to work i think it was like eight something in the morning and it was all over social media so yeah. it's kind of like you go yeah even if it was a cousin that maybe he hadn't talked to since fourth of july i don't think anybody needs to find out on social media how this is going it's like wait how am i finding out here it also made me think about the guy who played tommy from the power rangers and it was like mm -hmm. what they're like he was just here i'm like you have no idea what's going on with him right None. well it's it's hard too because it's like a, it's like a catch 22 or a double-edged sword because mm -hmm. on one hand so i've been a fan of twitches since he first popped up on so you think you could dance that was back in oh. 2008 you know and well, so okay, when he okay. asked and i heard about it i was so heartbroken because yes i don't know him i've never mm -hmm. spoken a word to that man in my life i'm like but i remember him winning the show i remember when he started dating allison i remember mm -hmm. one of like his famous dances i remember when he did ellen i saw pictures of his wedding like he's been my wow. friend in my mind for 14 years you know so mm -hmm. it's like on one level, like we don't know them, but there are really are people, whether it's reality people or celebs, but I feel like even more so with our reality people, because we are, we see so much of their lives, mm -hmm. you feel like you are losing this friend. But that being said, I think sometimes people lose fact of like lose sight of the fact that like, you really don't know them and you really aren't owed anything from them. Like it kills me that Allison had to make a statement days after her husband's pass because everybody wants to know what she thinks. Like, she should be able to grieve in peace. Like, she... And it's not even the situation. There are so many times where people are like, I want to know this, blah, blah. Like, it's not your business. It's not... Like, we don't own them. We don't have rights to them. Like, just because they shared this one part of their lives with us, like you said, doesn't mean they're sharing everything with us because social media mm -hmm. is... Is is cater or curated? Mm -hmm. um, social media is people's highlight reels, yeah. so you don't know everything about them. And at the end of the day, we're really not owed. Like as much as I'm like, oh, he's been in my life for 14 years, I still don't know him. And his wife and his mother does not owe us a statement. Like the fact that she right. even had to come out and say, I'm not ready to say anything at this point. I just want to be like, who's hounding you two so I can beat right. them? Because like <laughs> no, nobody on, should be bothering you right now. <laughs> Who are like, they? I will fight them. Son. Why is anybody bothering you? I will fight them. Um, I, I love this. It's like, that's right. Get you get you somebody who's going like, who's bothering you? Because I will fight them. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, right? uh, okay. Because you're right. It's like, seriously, who's, I, I'm sorry, nobody's asking for her to make a statement. Or better yet, you shouldn't. Because this no also one, makes me think about Regina. No one should be asking her, but they are. And that's annoying. Yeah, it is. Because this also makes me think about Regina King. Who also yep. lost her son, and yes. I'm kind of I was like, please leave her alone, please, please mm -hmm. do not ask her to figure this out or try to go like, what do you think? Please leave it alone. And I think for the most part, and it probably is on her part more than anything else. You don't really see her; she's not having like any interviews. It's like, yeah, please leave her alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and I think that they, on some level give a little bit more respect because we still even though I'm all about like the equality of like reality people are celebs just like actors and stuff mm -hmm. we still do give like different levels of respect to different things True. um but I do also think that because of the entrance level into their lives that reality stars give us we mm -hmm. feel more connected to them 
as well. You know what I mean? Like with, with you know, Regina King, like we saw her and we know like her son and her had a great relationships. But I think yeah. people are respectful of the fact that we don't know a ton about their lives. Versus, yeah. like I said, like I can tell you how Twitch did his proposal. I can tell you stuff from their wedding. I can mm -hmm. tell you about him adopting the daughter and about their two kids. And I can describe to you what their living room looks. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so we are so, we feel like we're so invested in right. their lives yeah, that yeah. it makes it even harder for some people to acknowledge that they are not actually invested in their lives and those people need to have that moment and that time for themselves I think people tend to be even more demanding unfortunately of reality stars because they're like oh they're just like us and then they want to be nosy but I mean we do it in real life too I mean right. I know I do and I try not to but when you hear about someone passing away you, you want to know how you want to know why like especially when they're younger like what happened yeah. But I think it's okay to not expect answers to that. Like I, I officially am not looking at any comment sections with anything regarding mm -hmm. him because it just sets me off the mm -hmm. things that people are saying. Um, it just, so for my mental health and for my peace of mind, I can't look at those things. So I hope his family isn't looking at those things because people don't also think about that, that his family looks at those things, even if yeah. not looking today, like some people are making wild accusations. Like what if like 10 years from now, his son is like, Oh, I want to see what people are saying about my dad. And now mm -hmm. there's those wild things in the comment section. People just don't think before they put stuff out there. Correct. They don't. It's kind of like, Oh, I mean, what? I mean, this is what happened. I'm like, yeah, no, this is not okay. It's like, it's just not. And it's kind of like, I don't, if it is shocking for people who don't know Twitch, imagine being in this family. Right. Imagine being his family or his friends. It was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I know him. Y'all don't. It's, right. This is going to bother me and it's going to hurt for a little while, if not forever. Mm -hmm. It's like, give people some, like, give people some room. It, it really, really, really please do um Niamani, thank you for being here thank you for having this conversation with me thank you for being so open um because it takes a very special person to be like no no let's talk about this because some people are like nope nope i don't talk about it like mm, nope it might do like and let me just say that it is okay if you say no i don't want to talk about this because it's, it's heavy because yeah. i don't i don't think anybody doesn't either have heard about someone dying by suicide or know somebody right. who has at yep. least attempted. Mm -hmm. I've had all three. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. had all three. It's like, it, it's, it's a, a hard, hard subject to talk about because yeah. of stigma, because of personal things. You know, that's why I say, like, at the end of the day, have compassion. Have compassion for people who have done it, who have attempted it. Even sometimes the people who, you know, make comments on the side of like, oh, someone is, you know, selfish or why would someone make like a permanent decision like that? You never know. Maybe that person is someone who has lost someone to it. And so they're just thinking on the viewpoint of like, you know, this person that I loved in my life is now gone um, over something that I could have helped them with. Or, you know, you just, mm -hmm. you never know what people are dealing with. And so it, it never hurts to be compassionate. You're not going to yeah. regret having some level of, of compassion for people. And you also don't know what other people around you are dealing with when you make comments in certain ways, you know? Um, so I think that it's important to, to keep that in mind and um, to know that there's help out there. Mm -hmm. If people need help, um, if you feel comfortable talking about it or you want to talk about it, 
most people want to want to hear and listen because there's also a lot of people who don't feel comfortable. Um, I know, you know, I was telling you, I recently did my my IG live about it to sort of mm-hmm. explain mm-hmm. what it's like living with it because I know that as uncomfortable as it is for me to talk about it, I know there's a lot of people who can't and who don't understand. And I feel like it's kind of my responsibility if I can to do that. Yeah. Um, but no matter what side of it you're on, you know, just find someone who someone who makes you feel comfortable talking if you need to talk or who can listen if you need somebody to listen. And if people mm-hmm. come to you, make sure to ask them, are you looking for, you know, support or are you trying to help get uh, a resolution? And I do that with anything. It's mm-hmm. not even necessarily this topic. Like if you come uh-huh. to me, yeah. I will ask you, like, are you venting or am mm-hmm. I helping you come up with a solution? Because I don't want to throw out solutions to you when that's not what you need. You just yeah. need someone to be like, I can't believe it. Because I, I love venting. I usually, mm-hmm. I'm a very rational, I'm a very rational thinking person. I'm a very like solutions driven person. Like I usually know the right answer, but sometimes I just want to bitch and moan for a moment. I just don't want to be like, right. I can't believe it, girl. What? Like, you girl, know? And, you're yes. too. It's like, oh, yes. Hey. Like, I don't need you to tell me to see it this way. Like, I will in a minute. Let me just I get this out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's important to ask people that. Like, what, are, what do they need from you when they're coming to you with that so that you can not assume that you know what they need from you? And then, mm-hmm. like I said, it just comes back to having that that compassion. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. Cause it's like, sometimes it's like, you want to vent and it'd be like, well, I'm gonna do all this. I'm like, no girl, I was just venting. I'm I'm not asking you to fix it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. unless I'm Mm -hmm. starting with a question of, Hey, I need help doing X, Y, Z. But if I'm just, but I'm glad you start with, okay, am I, am I venting? So I should go get my wine or should I go get my notebook? Which, which which one, which one to grab? Which one? (laughs) Um, But Nehemiah, before we get out of here, please tell everybody how they can find you. And again, y'all, I will be posting all the links that, um, Niamani's going to send me for NAMI. Um, I'm going to also pink, um, post a link for therapyforblackmen.org as well. Yes. Um, and again, my name is Mari Beilu, and you can find me. Um, I'm on social media as That African Butterfly, because um, when I signed up, though, was taken. So I became That oh, African Butterfly. Okay. Um, and uh, you can find me. I am always, my DMs are open if you need anyone to talk to. Um, but I, but as I also mentioned, I am the diversity and equity fellow with NAMI Delaware. So if you ever need someone to talk to your organization, your school, your girls after school group, your, you know, especially with this digital age, you know, I do Zooms for organizations as well. On the topic of mental health, I've done it for, um, suicide awareness. I've did one for the bank on workplace biases. So if you need organizations, um, especially race related and things like that, diversity and inclusion, you can reach out to me and I'm happy to um, either do one of our current presentations or work with you to do a customized presentation. But anything we can do to get the word out about mental health and mental illness and make people more aware, you know, we're happy to help. So Please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, again, it's that African butterfly on social media. Email that African butterfly at gmail, um, and I'm happy to connect with you. Well, thank you so much, Niamade. Um, and everybody, this has been—I will say this. I can say this. This is great. This has been the um, last Mocha Minutes episode for 2022. 
uh this upcoming weekend is christmas and then new year's um i am off from work which means i'm off from everything and it's okay to shut down for the last week in december so the mocha minutes podcast will be back in 2023 thank you so much for everybody for i won't say hanging in there with me but yeah hanging in with me um 2022 has been a year it's been one of the hardest years of my life. Um, so I appreciate everyone who has DM'd me. Niamati is one of those people that she learns like, hey, how are you? I was just thinking about you. Um, so to everybody who said very nice, sweet notes, funny videos, calls, texts, um, chirps. I'm just naming everything I can think of for anybody who's <laughs> reached out to me. I appreciate all of you. And I appreciate everyone who's listened, who has downloaded, who's told everybody about the show that, spent a good chunk of this year not happening um because again healing i am not healed i am healing um but mm-hmm. the mocha men's podcast will be back in 2023 everybody please enjoy your holidays um hanukkah has started so um please happy hanukkah if you celebrate if you're celebrating kwanzaa definitely celebrating kwanzaa um enjoy i love kwanzaa celebrations they're just beautiful and of course if you're celebrating christmas um have Merry Christmas. If you're like, I don't celebrate any of these things, and I just celebrate winter solstice. Happy winter solstice. See, we are covering yes. everything. Or if you're like, I'm just celebrating Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. See how that Happy works. Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, please have a great time and please take care of yourself and others. And also be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Cause you know, we're talking about loss this around this time is a very heavy time when you're doing dealing with loss because then all the memories mm-hmm. of the people who are not here come flooding back to you. Yeah. So take care of yourself and take care of others. This has been the Mocha Minutes Podcast. I will be back in 2023. Bye. Bye.